It's time for Tycoons of Small Biz, spotlighting the true backbone of the American economy, the true tycoons of business in America, the owners, founders, and CEOs of small businesses. The show's hosts, Austin Peterson and Landon Mance, are registered representatives of Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation, a broker-dealer, member SIPC, and registered investment advisor. The views expressed by your hosts, Austin and Landon, are not necessarily the views of Lincoln Financial Advisors. Let's lean in as Austin and Landon connect with this week's Tycoons. Good afternoon, Tycoons, and welcome to today's episode of Tycoons of Small Biz. I'm your host here, as always, Austin Peterson, and joined by the best co-host in the business, Landon Mance, live from Las Vegas, Nevada. Landon, welcome into the show today, buddy. Thank you. Yeah. Excited to be here as always, brother. Yeah, excited uh, to to talk about uh, you know what we've got going here today with Mike. But before we jump in, let me just uh, kind of take a step back and describe what we do here at Tycoons of Small Biz and why we do it. So, Tycoons of Small Biz is a radio show or a pro or a podcast for small business by small business. Landon and I are small business owners ourselves. We've been uh, doing this for about uh, twenty. Well, let's just say more than twenty years, uh, and we also grew up in entrepreneurial families. So we've got parents and grandparents that were that were entrepreneurs as well. And so kind of runs through our blood. We believe that the small business owner community is truly the backbone of the American economy. And so for that reason, we have this program where we invite a new business owner, a tycoon, if you will, to join us each week. And that, uh, that guest this week is Mike Manu, owner of Marketing Results Group. And if you're tuning into the video broadcast and you believe that we're interviewing a uh, professional wrestler today... <laughs> then you might be right. We'll, we'll, we'll dig into that a little bit and figure out, but, uh, if that's the case, but Mike, welcome to the show. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, Mike, we're, we're excited to, to hear all about, uh, marketing results group and kind of what your background is. But, uh, before we jump into the business side of things, we always like to have our, our uh, guests tell us a little bit about themselves personally. So if you don't mind, tell us, you know, kind of where you grew up, uh, where you, you know, your family life, kids, wife, any of that kind of stuff. And, uh, and kind of where we, or how you got to where you are today. Sure, I'd love to. I just celebrated my 62, 62nd, I guess, not 62, 62nd birthday on Sunday. So I'm kind of a dinosaur in the online space and the marketing space and grew up with a lot of legends in the early days. I have a significant other. She runs a uh, health spa, an aesthetic spa in Southern California, actually in Indian Wells, California. So that's back open up now after COVID shut it down. My son and I, my son's 22. He's been working. He was homeschooled since he was 10 by myself and, and, and his mom. Um, he's been in the social media working with coach, as a coach uh, and business owner since he was 17. He runs all of our digital, our marketing. He writes copy. He's actually at an event right now teaching. So I've been doing this a really, really long time and probably personally been involved with about 75 different businesses and not strictly from a coach's side of thing, but actually starting the business from the ground floor up and then growing the business and either selling it or getting rid of it or whatever I had to do at the particular time in order to go into another venture. I'm very, I, I get bored very easily once something's been accomplished. And I think that's the problem with serial entrepreneurs that, you know, they don't stick with anything a very long time. I love to play golf, even though I'm not that great. I'm a huge Dodger fan. I started going to the Dodger games. My parents took me in the mid sixties have an interesting story about starting a business around a, a Dodger hero uh, at the young age of 22. Love to play golf. And my, my, my sidekick is my uh, dog, Abraham, who's a 19-year-old Shih Tzu. 
And you would think he was still 10 because I own a health supplement company for 21 years with a patented nutritional supplement for not only humans, but for pets. And so it's phenomenal to extend the life and the quality of life for animals and human beings alike. So uh, I just love business. I love working with business owners. I went through the same segment of time. I'll call it COVID era since March 2020 and today. Uh, back in 2008, 2009, 2010 with the mortgage collapse and business owners, uh, the ones that embraced the opportunity did very well and has grown the last 12 years tremendously. Those that, you know, folded up their arms, got scared, panicked, didn't know what to do. They went out of business. And that same thing's happening today is that business owners don't know what to do next or what they should be doing. And so they don't do anything at all. And so we really try to go to the marketplace and help and educate business owners with that other set of eyes, that older set of uh, knowledge. It, it comes back to the, you know, too close to the forest to see the trees. You're so wrapped up in the business that you don't understand what's wrong on the business and how to fix that. So that's what I love, enjoy doing besides golf. My dog and health is, is helping business owners grow. Yeah, I think I think that's awesome. I mean, there there are a couple things that that really uh, I'll key in on. First, I mean, you mentioned the Dodgers. I'm a huge baseball fan, not a Dodgers fan. Let's be clear about that. Uh, I'm a Red Sox fan, but uh, I love baseball first. So I I will see a baseball game anytime, anywhere. I've been to Dodger Stadium multiple times. Uh, it's a historic place to see a game. I've been there when they played the Giants and and things get very <laughs> out of hand. But, you know, it, it, the atmosphere is, is really, really cool. So I, I love the baseball side of things. But I, I want to hear more specifically around the business that you started around the Dodgers and, and how that kind of, you know, kicked off your entrepreneurial spirit. Sure. So I had already been involved in several businesses. I actually got licensed as a life and disability agent at 18 in California, but that was in 1978. And I was, again, bored to them. Here I am in the 70s and I'm selling life insurance. It's like, talk about a boring job. You know, all my nights were calling on homeowners and, you know, doing that kind of stuff. So I evolved eventually and got involved with some direct sales companies. And so I was in Southern California at the time and I was hooked up with an organization um, that was doing how to start your own business seminars. So we would do free 90 minute Monday through Thursday at different hotels around Southern California, Long Beach, Orange County, and then eventually San Diego. And we would do that for two weeks. And then we would book a Friday, Saturday, Sunday that we sold the husband and their, and their spouse or their partner or whatever, a 495 program. And we taught them how to start a business and how to buy everything at wholesale and do all these different things. So we were a very forward-thinking group. Well, being a great Dodger fan, in 1980, 81 is when a young pitcher by the name of Fernando Valenzuela came up into the L.A. area, and he was a literal phenom. And so Fernando Mania went nuts, and I think he won the first nine games in a row, and every time he pitched left-handed, he looked to the stars as if he was praying and somehow threw strikes. And I said, you know what? There's a huge following here. There's a market here. So I went out and started what was called the Fabulous Fernando Fan Club to show you the timing and the error. So for $5, you could join this fan club. And I had ads running in the LA Times and La Opinion newspaper, which is the local Hispanic paper. And for $5, you got a monthly newsletter that we mailed you because there was no internet, uh, no social media. We got a bumper sticker and I forget a few other things like that. Well, the minute that hit, 
the newspaper, I get calls from Jim Hill at, at CBS and, and uh, I think it was uh, Stu Nance or Fred Rogan at NBC. And so immediately I'm asked to do shows with on TV, you know, on the news, on the news, on the sports channels. And so it was kind of cool. Here I am 22 years old. You know, I can't play baseball anymore and I'm trying to, you know, doing entrepreneurial stuff. And here I am having fun. Well, long story short, that year I just invested in posters and bumper stickers and shirts. And I had girls and guys outside Dodger Stadium selling the stuff on the way. I was one of the first people that they didn't do that before that. Okay. It's not like it is today. We had a baseball strike for the first time in history for 61 days or 62 days. I know it's a little before your time, but I know you've heard about it. So here I am with all this inventory and I had borrowed money from my dad to to get the the inventory and stuff. And I'm stuck with all of it. I go, what am I going to do now? Well, thank goodness the Dodgers made the World Series and I was able to recoup and sell everything at the World Series games that we won that year, by the way. Um, And I made my money back and I said, you know what, this was a great little gig. But Fernando Mania is still strong, but it's not something I'm going to retire from. But it's just a thing that I see opportunities that are out there. And it's how can I capitalize on that? You know, how can I take advantage of that doing something that I love to do? And so that's how I started that little baseball gig back in 82. Yeah, I, I think that's that's interesting. And just to be clear, that was before Landon's time, but not before my time. So it, uh, I mean, I was very young, right. But I, I was big into baseball very at a very young age. And so I do remember that, uh, that world series. And I remember Fernando Valenzuela very well. So I think it's a really cool story. And, you know, all of us kind of have our story, something that kind of got us interested in entrepreneurship and, and an understanding of, you know, kind of where we wanted to go. And, Landon and I've talked about this a little bit. We actually talked about it on the show a couple of weeks ago where it was just he and I on the show and we talked a little bit about our backgrounds. But my dad was an entrepreneur, but he basically was just providing himself a job as a as a stucco contractor, didn't build a, a large organization or anything, didn't didn't have anything that was necessarily unique. Um, and he had a GED. So for me, I thought education's the way that I that I need to go. And my parents, you know, taught that. And I felt like I was on my way to law school until I took an entrepreneurship and stock market class in, in the ninth grade. And that kind of changed the way that I viewed the world and, and started me down this path. So it, it's cool to hear other people's stories. And, you know, Landon can can share his story if he wants to as well. But I'm just intrigued by the way that all entrepreneurs get their start. So with that group that you were working with, helping people start businesses and so forth, you you kind of learned some things along the way. And so the first question that I'm going to throw out to you is, in your opinion, with the 40 plus years experience that you have now in working with entrepreneurs and starting your own businesses and selling them and so forth, what do you think the number one mistake that business owners make is? Not understanding their marketplace and not doing their research, not who, knowing who their audience really is. Happy to share a story. Yeah. So I'm at a two-day conference right now in Mesa, and I was on the golf course yesterday or the day before chatting with a guy that just sold his company. He's from Nashville, and it's a video technology doing videos and photography and 3D imaging for houses and commercial stuff like that. And his company burned through like $8 million and never made a profit. And he finally had to sell the company, and he got out okay, and he escaped, but I said, you know, the number one thing that we do when we work with any business owner, we ask them, who are you and who do you serve? 
what pain or pleasure do you bring to your audience? And do you really know who those people are? Because you can't go out there. In today's world, we're bombarded with marketing messages from coaches. And, you know, we do Facebook ads. We do LinkedIn. We'll get you 15 or 20 customers a month or, you know, interviews a month and all the rest of that stuff. And, you know, how, how, how does a business owner he knows he even needs that? Okay. First of all, and if they don't know who they serve and what their product is, they can't bring it to them. So back to the story. So I, I was explaining that to the guy and the guy goes, you know, Mike, that's exactly was my problem. He says, I started my business eight years ago or 12 years ago. And he goes, I thought my audience was homeowners that wanted to sell their home. And we would come in and do all their pictures and their photos. About a year later, I realized that it wasn't homeowner. It was really real estate agents. And then it was another six months. And I realized they didn't want video. They wanted photos. So here's a guy that floundered and raised money from family and friends and investors for several years before he really understood who his audience was. And so that's the first thing a business owner has to fully understand is who it is and who do they serve and how do they serve them before you can create any type of marketing activities. And you see it happen all the time. You'll see their message on one social media platform says one thing and then they go to a LinkedIn guy and it says something totally different. And they go over here on Instagram and it says, and there's no synergies in today's world of omni-channel marketing. You need to be able to look at a company and know, Oh, that's the same company I saw over here or over there. But business owners just don't understand that. And they rely upon experts to help them fix their problem and learn their problem when they're the only ones that really know what they need to know. And it really takes somebody that understands how to draw that out of them, how to ask the right questions in the right order. So the long answer to your short question is I think they don't understand their marketplace and who do they really serve. And I've been, I've been guilty of that. It cost me millions in, in the mid-2000s because I didn't really know who my audience was. So before, I got a follow-up question for you. But before I ask that, earlier you said that uh... – you're an avid golfer. You love golfing, but you're not that great. So what, what, what does that mean exactly? I was a baseball player my whole life. And so I have that tendency to pull and want to use this upper body that you were talking about. It's so people goes, well, you're so big. You should be able to hit it 300 yards. That's not how golf works. <laughs> That's why 140 pound guys can hit the ball 300 yards. Because I'm also in the health market, I understand human physiology that all your power and strength comes from your hips. So your hips move first, your arms follow, and then your hands. But us guys, and I started late in life at at it as well. I didn't start till I was in my 50s playing golf. So it wasn't like I had a chance to learn and I've never taken a lesson. So I use too much upper body. I allow my strength up here to think I can hit the ball further when I know it's all about my legs. And so if I focus on that, then I'm better. So that's what I meant by that comment. Okay. Gotcha. You know, because sometimes someone will drop a comment. Oh, you know, I'm, I love golf, and I, but I'm really not that good. And then the follow-up question is, well, oh, what's an average score? Like, oh, I don't know, you know, 82, 83. It's like, no, you're, you're actually pretty dang pre, good. Pre, so. pre, Pre-COVID, I was into the mid-80s to upper 80s. Now, after COVID and not playing three or four days a week like I was, I'm back into the mid-90s. So, because it's just, you have to have muscle memory. It's like anything you do when it comes to sports or life, it's muscle memory. You can't stand over the ball thinking about 14 different things you need to do. You just have to have one swing thought and you just go execute like a Tiger Woods does. That comes from practice. I don't practice anymore like that. 
right? Just told the story of my golfing life for the last uh, two <laughs> years. So we're, 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 we're in alignment there. Well, yeah, thanks for sharing all that background because that certainly sets the stage well to uh, get into the discussion now about, you know, what, what are you up to now? Tell us about your business now and what, what, what do you guys do exactly to uh, help? It uh, looks like primarily other business owners. Uh, business owners is kind of a, we help business owners, but at the same time, we're actually more focused on business coaches. So I recently, uh, bought into a, a friend of mine's company that had a few million dollars worth of software. So we have a proprietary business Academy platform with over 220 hours of training materials on helping business owners get more conversions, more profits, more sales, sales mastery. Uh, building a million dollar business, financial and accounting. And it's kind of a do it yourself, work at your own pace type system uh, that any business owner can sign up and use. And there's a 60 question test in the six areas of the growing a business and you answer them. And then it kind of provides you a roadmap. We have over 125 different niches in there with already marketing campaigns, advertising. And these were actually paid for campaigns by clients over the last 15 years. So it's not just, you know, pie in the sky stuff. People actually paid for this. And that's what most business owners need. They need help on creating this type of content or information. The problem is most of them can't afford to pay what it really costs an expert to go pay it. So having this academy, they can go in there, they can download it, they can change their name, change the pictures if they want, do whatever they want to do. And it can help them with their immediate need, whatever that is, whether they get plenty of leads and they don't know how to convert them, they know how to sell them. They know how to resell them. And then we have a 52-week MBA program that each week they get a lesson via email. They log into the dashboard. There's a video there. They can download the MP3. There's a workbook if necessary. And, and we teach them starting at day one of, you know, what's your unique selling proposition or your market dominating position? Who are you? Who do you serve? You've got to do that first before you can ever write an email. So we take them step by step through that. And they can either do it on their own or they can work directly with a coach to help them through that. Okay. And then we also have a piece of software uh, called profits accelerator software that in 45 minutes or less, we can get a business owner on a phone or a zoom and ask them three to 14 questions and plug everything into the software. And it will generate an automated game plan for the next 12 months on what they need to focus on. And it will show them how much increased revenues they can expect based upon what they say they can do. So we'll get some basic financials. Okay, you're a million dollar business, your profit margin is 20%, blah, blah, blah. Okay, you don't have a strategic message to the marketplace. If we could really fine tune what you do and who you are, what, how, how much do you think we could increase your revenues? And we tell them, just keep it small, like 5% or something like that. Then we get into messaging. Do you have an email follow-up campaign? Are you doing social media? Are you doing upsells, cross-sells? Do you do joint ventures? So we can plug that into the software and it will generate and recalculate all the numbers in an instant using 487 million algorithms and print out charts right there in front of them that we can print email to them. It does what's called the Gantt chart. I'm sure you're familiar with that. We're month one, we're going to work on this. Month two, we're going to work on this. Month three, we're going to work. So it gives them a complete roadmap. Now they can take and use it if they want to themselves or they can retain the coach to help them through that. We have 940 coaches in 24 countries that currently use the Business Academy website and the software to help business owners all over the world. 
So twofold, I help businesses, but I'm really looking to help more coaches that can help more businesses because more businesses need help. I'm only one guy. Right, 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 right. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I love that. Um, I just had a question for you. Hold on here. Um, Oh, yeah. So I've heard you use the word uh, niche, and then also you alluded to being uh, hyper-focused on who you are as a company and who you serve. So Austin and I, uh, we, we made a decision in our business um, to focus, when it comes to new clients, exclusively on working with private business owners. And so we have, we have seen and felt and experienced what uh, kind of growth that you can realize when you get, when you get hyper-focused on, on a, a particular clientele. So can you just talk to us about kind of um, why that is so important for coaches and or businesses to get just super dialed in and focused on one subset of, of clients or people, what, what have you, and, and how that can kind of really get their business to the next level. Certainly. Well, when you, you, you can't, you see so many businesses out there that try to be all things to all people and it's impossible to be all things to all people. Okay. Because certain people are, are at certain positions in life, depending upon your product or service. And therefore you have to talk to them where they're at. Okay. So if all of a sudden I'm talking high level stuff or you as an investment advisor, you're talking some high level IPO offerings, blah, 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 blah. And you're talking to a business owner that's just barely made his first profit. Guess what? You're going to turn that guy off. You find your business owners as your marketplace. And if you do the demographics and you know, the numbers, you know, how many employees, how much they make, you know the particular offerings that you can make or how you can educate them to move forward from where they're at, depending upon their sophistication in the market or what have you. It's the same thing with business coaches. Business coaches, this is where I disagree with some that are out there, but where our platform helps is that we have 125 different niches that are already there. So the content's already created. So a business owner could go there and find their niche. You know, if they're a plumber, painter, candlestick maker, whatever they are, it's going to be there and it's going to have the content. So me as a coach, I don't have to help develop that. Now, the core principles of building the business are all still the same. Who are you? Who do you serve? Do you have an email campaign? Do you have a follow-up game? You know, do you have all those things? Those all are consistent no matter what niche that you're in. Now, if I'm talking to a business coach, what I see too many business coaches doing is they go to a networking event, they go to the Chamber of Commerce, they go to BNI, and all of a sudden the guy goes, hey, I'm a roofer, can you help me do the roofs? Okay, I'll help you do the roofs. So he slaves through it, he learns about roofing, and then the next guy comes along, loads a coffee shop. Now all of a sudden I got to learn about how a coffee shop operates, and then I got to learn about this. So for anybody that's out there that's actually a business coach or business consultant, the quickest way to get to a million dollars as a coach is to think about what you know the most about already. If you were already, like I have dental clients, okay? They retired dentists, so we put together a membership program. She goes after dentists because she knows the most about that, okay? Mm -hmm. So if you know the most about one market or you have a passion for a certain industry that you could really get behind and you go into your local marketplace and you help that one business build out and you have a proven track record with that one business, 
Well, there's probably a hundred other cities that you could take the exact same thing and duplicate it. And if each business owner paid you a thousand dollars a month to help them, okay, as a painter, and you got a hundred other painters in a hundred other cities and not had to go learn about plumbing or whatever, you're now making a hundred thousand dollars a month. And you plug them into some type of a group coaching program, which our software does, and it's all automated for them. Literally, someone can sign up and start making money in 72 hours, okay, with our program. So that's what I mean by being niche specific. It's very difficult today with short attention spans to go out there and spend or bring 40 years of what I've been through or other coaches been around for a long time to learn about all these different industries. That's what I think makes me a little bit more capable, obviously, because I've been so exposed to so many different industries over my lifetime. And you borrow a little from this and a little from that, and then you kind of put it together. But it still comes down to what's the number one thing you know the most about? How do we scale that? And the way to scale it is to do it once and then just go to 50, you know, 10 cities, 50 cities, 100 cities. Pretty simple. I mean, it's interesting to watch in in our industry. You know, if, if you were to do a search, and you probably have given what you do, but you do a search of financial advisor or investment advisor or financial planner websites, and you just do a, a broad search across the United States, a very high percentage of them is going to say, we work with pre-retirees and retirees. Well, that's not a differentiator, right? <laughs> I mean, it, you, you got to be more niche specific. And and I think Landon and I could even go farther than than we do. But, you know, only working with privately held business owners at least sets us apart. But we've seen recently an uptick of websites that say, we do financial planning for speech pathologists. And that's it. We could certainly go that that far and, and, you know, maybe eventually we will. But even for us, just serving privately held business owners is, in our opinion, unique enough today because most investment advisor, or, excuse me, investment advisors or financial planners are really just managing investments. And that's different than what we do because we'll spend time with a business owner helping them to grow and plan for that eventual exit. And we may not manage any investments for them because you know this better than any. Most business owners don't have much in the way of assets outside of their business. And so we help them to manage that pre-liquid wealth, if you will, that will eventually become liquid at some point if we do our job well. And then, of course, we'll manage the investments for them. And if they have investments along the way, we'll certainly manage them, right? But our our intention is to help them to focus on their business because it is their greatest asset. And not many financial advisors or financial planners have that background. Absolutely. Because what you find out is that so many small businesses, everything revolves around the owner. There's no separation. And if the owner can't even leave for a week, and his business dies. Okay. And that's why we do a lot of work with accounting firms with our software and our platform, because the, uh, the accounting firm, software firm, investment firm will license our technology and our platform, and then use that as a value add to the service they're currently selling. Now, either adding it in, you know, I looked at after the fact, I saw your stuff and you know what you do and you work with clients. So uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people that can't afford your more one-on-one or group aspect of your price point, but you could certainly plug them in at a lower price point where they could do it themselves and follow along. And then eventually they go, Hey, 
because you're still able to market to them. Say, oh, hey, you know what? I think I'm ready for you guys now. I want to sign up. Let, let me let me talk to you about your bigger program, because the whole idea is to increase revenues for that business owner, so that at some point they do invest with you, right? I mean, isn't that the real goal? But you're right. But you're still helping business owners. So our software is built that way. It's all white labeled and private labeled for you and your company, so that you can help that segment of the audience that you're currently working with that would take too much time and energy from what you're currently doing. Yeah, Mike, I, I'm curious. I know that you've worked with a lot of coaches, you've worked with business owners, you've built and sold businesses over the years. So, and I, I'm sure you, you've had your fair share of challenges as well uh, as we all have as entrepreneurs, but you allude to some things that business owners or coaches can do right away, you know, not, not six months or a year or three years down the road, but, you know, maybe share three or four things that people can do right away to, you know, look at increasing their profitability. Uh, yeah, great, great question. Because that's one of the first things is, especially speaking from the coach's side of thing, how can I get a immediate win for that business owner so that he goes, oh, wow, I'm already making money. I can keep paying you. You know, they see that that return on investment. And that's something our software does as well. You can plug in your fees and it will show on the chart with the increased revenues and profits for the business owner, how, how minute and what your ROI is on that. But a couple of the different things that a true business coach, as opposed to a marketing coach or someone sold on social media can do is once we take them through that process, the first things we try and help them do is to make them take a hard look at where can I cut expenses? Because I'm sure you guys are aware we're in the financial realm of things is that the more money the business makes, it seems like expense creep keeps moving. It's like I, I'm making all this money, but there's still no money left over. Where did it all go to? So really being that guy that makes that business owner or if he's got a CFO or whatever, sit down and really drill down is, okay, where can we cut expenses? Where can we consolidate things? Okay, where have we gotten out of whack? Okay, and if you can save five or 10%, where does that go to? It goes right to the bottom line because there's no cogs, there's no cost of goods, there's no overhead that's already been accounted for. So that's direct profit in that owner's pocket. So that's one area that we like to look at and we address with our software. The second thing that we look at is can we increase pricing? And that's something that most business owners never, ever think about. And they think, oh, no, my, my customers won't pay. And, you know, we, we've never increased our prices. It, it, live in the real world. You know, you got to raise your prices. And it's been proven many times over that most businesses can raise their price 5 to 10%. And it's negligible to where most people don't even see it. But here's what happens as a result of it. You may get one or two people, especially if you have a, a business that revolves around repeat clients, which is what we really like to teach our business owners how to do, how to get them buying over and over and over and over again. That's real, that's real success, not one off. The amount of money that they make in increased revenues by raising that price five or 10% is far offset by the one or 2% that might quit because, oh, well, you raised my prices $4. I don't like it. I mean, it's like going into any, any, even a, even a local restaurant or a store, to raise the prices, you know, 10%, you know, 30 cents, 50% on an, on an item. Again, where does that go to? That goes all the bottom to the bottom line. It, it's increased profits, 
not just revenues, you know, unless you have some cost of goods in there, but your overhead was already covered in your original, you know, P&L to begin with. Okay. So those are two of the first things that we'll look at and identify is how can we immediately put some more money in this guy's pocket today before he's even hired us to a certain extent. The third thing is what we've already talked about was really helping them drill down into who they are and who do they serve. And sometimes that requires asking their employees, you know, why did you come to work for us? Sometimes it requires calling customers on the phone or clients on the phone. At, well, why did you choose us over ABC company? What made us different? You know, it's amazing to see that I'm in Scottsdale. So, you know, I don't know there's three Cadillac dealers. There's two Mercedes-Benz dealer. And people will literally pay three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000 more to buy a car at one dealership than drive 10 miles to go to another dealership. Why is that? What caused that to happen? Was it their customer service department? Was it their reputation? Was it a referral from the friends? So we really try and, as you can tell, focus on who you are, who do you serve, and then how do we get that message out to the marketplace so that you're no longer competing on price? Because if you're the same as this painter, as this painter, and you all paint houses, and you all use the same kind of paint, what makes you different? Otherwise, it's, oh, can you beat this guy's price? Can you beat this? I mean, what are the intrinsic things that you can add value to where that customer or prospect sees it and goes, wow, I got to deal with these guys no matter what the price is, okay? No matter what the price, I'm hiring these guys. And we see it all the time. We see it in the cell phones that we buy. We see it in, you know, some of the, you know, how we shop, many of us. Okay. It's what that company did or that message they conveyed. I don't even want to think about the guy where I can go over here and buy it for $50 less. So those are the three or four things that immediately I, I would address with a, with a business owner and that our coaches are taught to look at as well. Right. One quick follow-up question. Sorry, Austin. So what you just described there when it came to just being very clear on, you know, who you are as a company and who you serve and a reflection of that, your price point. So when you work with a, when you work with a consultant or a business owner and you describe to them that raising your prices, assuming that they're really, they're not priced appropriately for what they're trying to achieve. How do you, how do you help them get over that fear that fear of saying, oh my gosh, Mike, no way, no way I'm raising my prices. I'm going to lose X number of customers and I'm, I'm going to be terrified that if I, I'm, I'm going to go out of business if I do something silly like that. How do you get them over that fear and trepidation and help them see the light at the end of that, of, of that tunnel that really shows them if, if you were to raise your prices, you're going to get rid of you know, a handful of these customers or clients that, you know, you probably should have gotten rid of years ago. Correct. You're going to, you're going to be making more money. You're going to have more time on your hands, but how do you actually get them over that hump of, of executing on that recommendation? That is a great question. And you know, what you said there was absolutely correct. It's, it's all about the relationship with the business owner, because by this point in time, especially if they've gone through our software platform where we're, we're, we're asking them for their feedback. So there's a thing called co-creation. Most 
coaches or consultants come into a business. Like, Here's what you need to do. Blah, 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 blah. Business owner goes, okay, I don't know anything about that, but go ahead and do it. Then guess what happens? It doesn't work. Maybe it works, but most of the time it doesn't work. Who do they blame? Coach or the consultant. So when you're able to actually sit down with that business owner, either in person or over Zoom or phone or whatever, and ask them the questions. The key is the questions and the order in which those questions are asked. And you get them to actually bring out that information about what they think. They co-create that with you. They, t- they take ownership of it. Guess what happens when the employees hear about it? The boss makes sure that the employees know that, hey, here's what we're going to do because here's what can happen when we do it. And here's how we all benefit. So it's the same thing of, to tie another analogy together with what you asked me, it's like getting the guy from, okay, the guy first got exposed to who I am and what we do. And we've nurtured him along a little bit more and he's learned a little bit more about us. Maybe he's watched a little webby or short video sales letter or whatever that happens to be. So he finally says, I want to get on the phone because this resonates with me. Okay. So the sale is really pretty much already taken place. So when you get the guy on the phone or the Zoom and you're going through the whole process, he sees it. And here's what most people say. Wow, nobody's ever shown me any of this. No one's ever taken me through questions like this. It's all about, I, I learned from in my health supplement company, my patent owner, who's a double major from MIT, taught me 20 years ago, the quality of the answer is always determined by the quality of the question. So many people ask dumb questions. Okay. And they get dumb answers or they get answers that doesn't make any sense. So when you can specifically ask a question that makes that guy think about it, now maybe he doesn't right away go for the raising their prices. Maybe it takes a few other wins doing some other things that he says, you know what? I think we're ready now. Let's go ahead and do that. And sometimes that's what it takes because he may not have any systems in place. He may not have any processes in place to where it's not streamlined. But what you said was absolutely correct. So many business owners hold on to clients or customers that they should have gotten rid of a long time ago. Okay. Same example with the guy I met over the weekend, Andrew. He said, the one thing we also didn't do is we would take the guy who bought our services once during the year, the real estate agent, and treat him the same as the realtor that did 50 homes with us. We didn't care because I didn't understand (laughs) that the guy that did 50 should have been getting carte blanche and we should have got rid of the one guy that gave us more headaches. He complained all the time. We didn't make any money on him. And that's the hardest part for a lot of people unless they get that little nudge, which sounds like you guys do with your clients that you work with. Is like, does it really make sense to serve that person? Because people that like you and know, like, and trust and spend more money, they buy more often. They don't complain. People that pay me as a business coach the most amount of money hardly ever call me. When they call me, they want a quick answer. It takes 15 minutes and they go back and put it to work. The guy that pays less, they're a pain. They're a literal pain. In our practice, we call that the bald with glasses premium. (laughs) So, you know, they'll pay a certain level for, you know, a good looking, fully, you know, haired person like Landon. And then they pay the premium (laughs) if they get to sit across the table from me. So. Okay. Can you tell a quick story about that? Yeah. I love telling stories. Um, so I had an attorney that hired me I don't know, 10 years ago. I was doing a lot of work in helping homeowners that were going through foreclosures. And this guy was a big time attorney from New York. And he says, you know, I, I know who you are, blah, blah, blah. We were going to hire you, redo the website and everything else. So I told him, and again, this, I'm going by 10 years. Okay. It's like, it's 7,500 bucks or $8,000. 
you know, you got to pay me up front. We'll get the work done. You got to deliver deliverables and get me the content and everything else. 90 days later, the guy still wouldn't give me any stuff that we needed to do his site. So I finally sent him an official notice. I said, listen, you got 30 days to respond or we're done. And don't even think about getting your money back. Never heard from him. You know, and the lesson I learned was I didn't charge enough money. Because the pain point wasn't high enough for him to think about it. And that's another problem that coaches have working with business owners. If you don't charge enough, they don't value what you give. That's why I don't like to give free information because that's what they value it as free. They got to pay more. And the more that they pay, the more they're going to take action. And the more that they're going to respect what you help them or trying to point them in that right direction to do. Now I can't use the bald haired glasses cause I got way too much hair, but uh, I, same way. I think it, we do the same thing. You know what I mean? So it works. Hey there tycoons, Austin Peterson here, host of tycoons of small biz and co-founder of backbone planning partners. If you're listening to the program and you're wondering how you could also be a guest on our program, please reach out to us at backboneplanning.com. We'd love to have a conversation with you to see if it's mutually a good fit to have you on the program. And also, if you're thinking about your business and what we do at Backbone Planning Partners and helping our business owners to plan for their biggest asset, that being their business, and want to understand what it's worth and how that's beneficial to you in your financial planning journey, please also reach out to us at backboneplanning.com and we'd be happy to provide a no-obligation, informal valuation of your business. We look forward to hearing from you and thanks for listening to the show today. Yeah, no doubt about it. The reality is you pay premium prices for premium services. And, you know, Landon and I have been, Landon and I have both been in this business for a long time separately. We've been together as partners for a shorter period of time. But even in the short period of time that he and I have been working together officially as partners, we've raised our minimum fee to clients three times. I mean, we've literally in, in those three raises, we've doubled what our minimum used to be to what it is today. And, and a lot of people think we're crazy because of COVID and this and that, and you know, how are, how are you doing that? But we've, we've not seen a drop off in the number of clients that, that hire us because they are realizing that the value that they receive from us is there. It's all about the transformation that occurs. So you can't put the money on, oh, I'm getting $5,000 worth of snow. You're coming to me because you need help growing your business. You want to go from half a million to a million. Right? That's a half a million dollars. And you want to pay me five grand to do it to get you there? Are you crazy? I'll go, I'll go put the time and energy here. I'll go play golf and pay a coach to teach me how to play golf, better golf. So it's all about the transformational value that you can deliver to your client is what you need to be selling. I mean, what you're doing. So I'm just preaching to the audience or the choir here. And, and that's the thing. And you can serve more people and do a much better job because now you have less people that you're dealing with. And the ones that are paying that higher money, again, going back to higher prices, you can, you can serve them better. If you, don't have, if you can't afford to serve some, you know, I forget how that saying it goes, but, you know, if you barely get by, then you're always looking for the next client to pay the bills and you can't adequately serve the client you just sold something to. Yeah, there is a lot of truth in that for sure. And, and you know, that's the reality is, you know, over the years and, and Landon grew up a little bit differently than I did, but I grew up extremely poor. Um, you know, my dad just just barely made it. Like I said, he he built that business, but it was really just providing himself a job. 
And, you know, we kind of just held on. And so, you know, I got into this business, one, because I was passionate about it, but two, because I really wanted to help people, right? And the reality is a lot of people who don't have a lot of money may need the most advice or at least definitely need some advice. And so early on, I wanted to serve everybody. I really did. I wanted to help everybody. But I've learned over the years that by doing things the way that Landon and I do them today, I'm actually able to better serve those who truly need my help because I have additional time to go out and serve them potentially on a pro bono basis a lot of times to help them with any questions that they may have, whether it's budgeting or you know basic financial concepts, because these business owners that we work with that do have very complicated financial things that they have to deal with, whether it's financial or estate planning or business succession planning that get complicated and number of entities and so forth and so on, they pay us a lot of money to help them with that. That gives me the ability to then go out and serve others in, in a better capacity than I could have if I just tried to serve the masses. To to totally agree. And that's where I'll come back to our, our business academy platform is so nice because for literally less than $100 a month, a business owner can get expert business coaching that costs over a million and a half dollars to build that platform. Yeah. So, I mean, tell us a little bit more about that, about the actual business academy and the software. I mean, you've, you've mentioned it a little bit. They can kind of, you know, go in and, and build it. But what does it look like for a business owner? Let's say there's the, you know, you mentioned the painting company down the street that's that's coming in and saying, I need to do something different than what I'm doing today, but I don't have a lot of money to spend for a business coach or a marketing coach or even, you know, the marketing services from a digital standpoint or whatever. What does that look like for them to get started? You said about $100 a month. So give us a little more background on that. Yeah. It, it, again, that's all dependent upon the business coach. Obviously, they're independent. They license our IP and our, our technology and our platform, they, and it's built under their own brand and their own name, their own images, everything. And then they can market it for whatever they want, or they can give it away. We, you know, we have media companies that will give away a $5,000 annual membership to the business academy as part of promos they do with the radio station or what have you. So there's, there's all kinds of cool things that can be done. It's just a matter of what you can, can think about. So using just the academy by, as a standalone product, a business owner would log in and the first thing they're going to do is there's 60, you know, multiple choice type questions that we're going to ask them about, you know, getting their leads, conversion, sales, about their processing systems and their, and their sales mastery. So they'll go in and answer that. And then the, the system will print out a thing and say, okay, you really need to go focus here first because it looks like you're doing a good job of getting leads, but you don't doing a good job on the follow-up or the marketing. So there's over 220 hours of video content broken down by whatever segment that is, leads, conversions, sales, systems, whatever. And they can click on there and then there's sub breakdowns and it goes from there and there and everything else. So that's one aspect. So a guy who knows what he needs to do or wants to go in there and do it right away, he can do that. At the same time, he gets signed up into our 52-week MBA program where he gets an email every week that takes them through that process, you know, market dominating position, boom, 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 boom. So we don't let them go in there and go right to, Oh, I want to run Facebook ads right away. And, and which people think that's the sexy thing to do when it's probably the worst thing they could do. Uh, we take them through that process over 52 weeks and it's broken down into 90 day segments. 
You know, the first 90 days is the foundation. Then there's the next 90 days and the next 90 days and the next 90 days. So it's all done systematically. So the business owner can sign up, go in there and use it. And the marketer can charge, like I said, anywhere from free to $497 because we actually put out a uh, recorded uh, coaching call every Tuesday at 9 and 3 a.m. in their time zone anywhere in the world. So the business owner can literally log into the email. He can log in. He can listen to the call about different things about marketing from direct response to doing lumpy mail to doing post. I mean, just whatever it is. If he wants to listen, great. If not, it's recorded. We use it some other time. So that's the one piece. Okay. The other piece is our Profits Accelerator software that we go into. And there's literally 40 areas that we can target. And again, it's systematic. We can start here at the top. We find out about their business. We type it in as we're going along. We get some financial information. We get their profit and loss. You know, what are you paying for COGS? What do you, what's your net profit? So the, the computer automatically calculates that and you get graphs and spreads and everything along the whole thing. So it's very visual and it changes in an instant. So then I'd take a guy through and say, okay, if we did a better job, you know, you don't collect emails. If you got started collecting emails on your website and we did an automated follow-up systems, how much do you think you can increase your revenues based on that? Oh, 5%. Great. We put 5% in there. Hit the button. Everything's recalculated. Profit and loss, revenues, the whole nine yards. And we just keep building on that because building a business is exponential. It's not linear. And that's where people make the big mistake. It truly is one plus one equals three because each thing you do builds upon the other thing that you just did, but it's got to be in the right order, obviously. And that's what the software does. So then you hit the button, boom, it, pre, it prints out that Gantt thing. So month one, we're going to work on this. Month two, we're going to work on this. Boom, 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 boom. You can go in there and you tell them, hey, here's my fee. You put in whatever your fee is per month. If you got an upfront fee, a lot of our coaches take a percentage of revenues. I learned this. 15 years ago from one of my mentors, Jay Abraham, or maybe 20 to, I like to take increased revenues from where you are today to where you are next year or next month. And I did that with a company that sold hundred million dollars on a snoring product the last 20 years. Okay. So you can put that in there and it will recalculate all the numbers because one of the biggest disconnects that business owner has when they talk to a coach is I hear it but I really don't understand it. What does that 10% mean? What does that $1,000 a month mean? So when you have a graph, it shows here was your current revenues. Here's what they're going to be in one year. Here's what your profits are. Here's what they're going to be. Here's my little $1,000, $2,000, $3,000 a month. And if I'm taking a percentage, here's what it, and it recalculates. The ROIs are still two, 300%. And then you hit a button and it prints out a nine-page document of exactly the steps you just discussed that he helped create. It will email it to him. It says, here's what you are going to do. Here's what we're going to do. And then at the end, it's basically a question of, would you like me to help you with that? If they say no, okay, great. They still have a roadmap that they can go do it on themselves. Or maybe they can't afford your fee. So you go, okay, I got my business academy. I can put you in for $4.97 a month or $1.97 or whatever it is. You got the roadmap. All that stuff's in the academy. All the training's there. You just don't have me to get on the phone with you once a month, twice a month, whatever that coach wants to do to answer your questions or to go over it with you, okay? But it's all done for you. But most business owners go, you know, I had, I had a contractor, you know, he's doing about $3 million a year, so it's not that big. But in literally 10 minutes, we found 
about a half a million dollars worth of revenues that he goes, if I'd focus and fix that one thing with my business, I know it's a problem. I can increase a half a million dollars. How much do you charge me again? Let's do it. And it's that simple because it's visual. Right. Yep. You're, you'll only charge me 200 grand to get this 500. That's incredible. Exactly. Exactly. And you only pay me if we get it. You know, you pay me so much up front. So I always got to get money up front because again, there's no skin in the game. Then they don't go do the work. You got to put, you got to pay to play, but I want a bigger piece on the back end. Is it fair? And even if you pay me a bunch the first year, if those systems and processes are in place and you fire me at the end of the first year, guess what? Next year, you're going to make all that money. You get to keep it all. So why wouldn't you do it? Yeah, right. absolutely. Well, Landon, this is your spot to bring us home. Yeah, no, absolutely. Mike, this has been, uh, I mean, personally, I, I've uh, really enjoyed uh, all the uh, thoughts and considerations and suggestions and hearing about your guys' uh, academy and then uh, your, uh, your technology. Uh, sounds like you guys are doing great things for uh, coaches, uh, coaches and business owners. So uh, my hat's off to you for that. But just as we kind of close out, before we you know, let you uh, share with us where people can track you down, um, I just want to ask you, if, if you were to look back in your 40 plus years of, uh, you know, experience that you've got under your belt now, if you did not have any money in your pocket, but you wanted to go out and start a business, walk us through that real quick. What would that look like for you? With no idea of what product or service I had, I would immediately try and find, which I've done numerous times, we call it a toll gate joint venture. So I'd find a guy who's got a product over here, which I did in 2002. He had a snoring product. I was doing consulting for another company and I got an email in my inbox. Okay. And I recognized the symptoms because I drooled when I slept at 42. And I go, wait, am I snoring? What? I mean, I literally, it goes, that, that's me, you know? So I call this guy on the phone and said, listen, he goes, I'm brand new. He goes, I'm in Pensacola, Florida. And I go, I think I can help you grow this company tremendously because this is what I do. And one of the first things, so he says, okay, great. He sends me a five-figure check. Uh, first thing we do is raise the price. Even though he goes, I don't know, maybe we shouldn't raise it. But we kept raising it and raising it and raising it. And the sales kept going up and up and up. And so it was, ended up being like a $60 product. And then I would go and find the partners on the other end that can help get that message into the marketplace. So instead of a, a true joint venture where say that you and my, you and I get together and we do something together, I have part of this product. You have the other part of the product. In this case, I didn't own any of this product. I took a guy with a product and I took somebody else who had the audience that needed to buy that product. So this was in 2002 before social media. So all we had was email. We sold $3 million worth of this $60 product in the first year, okay, doing email drops. And we were converting 12 to 18% of visitors that hit the website or the landing page, you know, all because of my headline, are you snoring yourself to death? Are you, and, and anyone that snored went, what, I can die? So at that time, the stats were 60,000 people a year die in their sleep from snoring. Serious, serious stuff. So. And all I did was keep finding more markets or more people with lists that we could email that to. I guarantee you've seen it in your inbox. To date, it sold over $100 million of that product. 
because it's an evergreen product. So I'd go find me an evergreen product. And I would say, who has the same market for that product? And I'd never have to spend the dime to do it. Joint ventures are the only way to go in my book. Okay. Find who has your market. What am I doing here today? You have my market as your listening audience, right? So I'm here sharing information and saying, hey, if you guys need some help, let's talk. It would have cost me a fortune to reach that audience if I had to go pay for it. I mean, I know how to use Facebook and LinkedIn, so I mean, I could do that. But I'd rather meet you guys. You guys were cool. And however we, we connect on LinkedIn, I think. Yep. And, and that's how we're here. But I would, do a, I would do some type of joint venture or Tollgate joint venture and find A and B and be the guy in the middle that got a piece of every single transaction and learn to play better golf. <laughs> and just to be clear, our five-figure invoice is in your email inbox right now. It, it went out during the show on purpose. Uh, that's funny. And we're not <laughs> going to release this video unless. <laughs> uh, that's funny. That's, so I guess what you want. One way to go about it. So well, contact, is that what you want to contact? Yeah, please, please. Okay, so we put something together because we have separate businesses for the coaches and separate for the, for the business owners. And the one thing I see so many business owners do is that their websites are too confusing. Uh, consumers want to be led. They don't want to go there and be distracted by 19 different places they can go unless you have a big brand or a brand. And, and then it's nothing more than a glorified business card. You should have a landing page for everything that you're trying to do or accomplish that takes them one direction. But we had to create something for this because I knew we had business owners with potential coaches so if you go to either marketingresultsgroup.com or mrgcompany.com, it will take you to a page. I got a two-page guide on there, 10 things you can do immediately, and you can get that in your email. Business owner can implement right away uh, to see if they're doing. And then there's a couple boxes down below that they can click over to to see the software and sign up to do a tour of the software. Uh, or coaches can go and, and uh, join our Facebook group for coaches where we kind of teach you a little bit more and then we can do a one-on-one and take them down that road. Or at the bottom where it has my mug, you can click the button and schedule a 15 minute call with me. So I, I broke, I break the, the golden rule of giving you too many choices, but there's one choice for coaches and one choice for business owners in one spot. So it's marketingresultsgroup.com. Got it. Well, Mike, we, we sure appreciate you joining us and we'd love to uh, have you back on the show in six to 12 months and just hear about what you're up to. Awesome. I look forward to it. All right. Thanks a lot, Mike. Thank you. You've been listening to Tycoons of Small Biz, proudly hosted by Austin Peterson and Landon Mance. Austin and Landon are comprehensive financial planning professionals specializing in financial, estate, and succession planning for small business owners. Austin and Landon have offices in Scottsdale, Arizona, and Las Vegas, Nevada, and represent clients in 14 states throughout the country. Join Austin, Landon, and the Featured Tycoons live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. right here on Business Radio X and your favorite podcast platform.